You are listening to the A for Effort podcast, where we discuss all things education. I'm your host and teacher bestie, Sage. I'm an elementary teacher based in Sacramento, and I'm here to chat about the teacher life and share thoughts, conversations, and advice to my fellow educators. Join me every week for new episodes. Hi, everyone. Uh, welcome back to the show. I hope everyone's having a great week. It's almost Friday if you're listening to this on Thursday. Um, so yeah, hang in there. Um, okay, before we jump into today's episode, I do want to share um, what book I'm reading. I still haven't finished Untamed yet. I'm pretty close to the end, so normally what I like to do is pick out my next up book a little bit before I finish the other one just because I like to have something to look forward to. So the next book I am going to be reading is called The Happiness Project uh, and it's written by Gretchen Rubin. So if you've read this one, um, it looks super cute um, and it is um, something that I saw on Goodreads that was like suggested for me. So I thought, oh, I'll have to give it a try. So um, I'll let you know how that one goes. And, uh, yeah, on that note, let's go ahead and jump into today's topic. I thought it would be really fun to discuss Read Across America, um, and Dr. Seuss and kind of give, uh, a little bit of background history on Read Across America Day and how it's, like, evolved over time. Maybe talk a little bit about what Dr. Seuss has to do with all of that and kind of give my thoughts because I got opinions and you have ears, so let's get into it. Um, okay, so Read Across America was started back in 1998 by the National Education Association, um, and it was intended to celebrate the joy and sort of the privilege of, like, being able to read um, and also, like, encourage students to read more, obviously. Um, and so back in 1998, when they were wanting to kickstart the program, they decided to use Dr. Seuss um, kind of as, like, the poster child for Read Across America Day. And that is why it's celebrated on Dr. Seuss's birthday, which is March 2nd. And this was really a smart move for the National Education Association at the time because it's back in 1998. Dr. Seuss is still uh, really popular amongst teachers and, um, you know, children with all of his books, right? Um, he's written over 600 books. And so they link up with Dr. Seuss Enterprises and they kind of um, are able to market read across America with Dr. Seuss as the poster child, right? Or the cat in the hat. And that's the, it's intended to get students excited when they see something that's well known, such as cat in the hat. Um, so that, so thinking of the history, it makes sense why they chose to use Dr. Seuss. It just makes sense for the time, um, and for, his um, popularity amongst the general population. Okay, so obviously Read Across America Day has evolved a lot since 1998, and um, it kind of has transformed into what is now known as Read Across America Week. Um, 
which typically includes like a spirit week with dress-up days and maybe um, different activities that teachers use in their classrooms. Um, I remember in kindergarten, my kindergarten teacher made us green eggs and ham, literally. Um, so maybe something like that. Um, teachers may also do activities like one fish, two fish, where you're counting goldfish and you're sorting them and and this is all really fun, right? Don't get me wrong. I'm a huge proponent for um, making school as fun and enjoyable for our students as possible. And I don't want to yuck anyone's yum. Like if you make green eggs and ham for your class every year, or if you do a thing one, thing two craft every year with your students, um, and it's relevant to your curriculum and they love it and it's engaging and it's fun, then definitely like do you. I personally think that there are some things that you can do every year with your students and they're just timeless and they're, um, for you, that might be one of these things that you do for Read Across America Week and that's fine. Um, another portion of Read Across America that has evolved over time is this new challenge uh, for students to read as much as possible. Um, so, Schools are setting goals to read maybe 100,000 pages, um, and then each teacher is tracking how many pages are being read every night in that one week, and while I think that the challenge is fun and lighthearted, and I love competing, I'm very competitive, I love competition, and I think students love competition as well, um, I just want to challenge the concept of binge re reading, because no one ever develops a long-term habit from binge anything, right? Like, if you go to the gym five days a week and only do that for one week and just binge doing that one activity, you're not, it's not going to guarantee that you're going to become a lifelong um, fitness person, right? The same thing goes for reading. If I force my students or, you know, gently encourage or whatever based on this competition, um, it doesn't guarantee that they're going to become lifelong readers. And I think, too, when there is this competition and that competitive aspect, they may be more likely to want to cheat because they want to win so badly. So are they really, is what we're trying to get across to the students to enjoy reading, uh, is it really getting across to them or are we sending the wrong message by doing these challenges either way uh, read across america just because dr seuss has been the poster child for it and the main um face the cat in the hat whenever you um think about this i think overall it seems like a celebration of dr seuss which he's arguably one of the most beloved children's authors of all time but when you take into consideration that he did write 44 children's books, I think that maybe it's not that he's the most beloved, but that he's the most popular because he wrote so many books. Either way, we do have to address Dr. Seuss and who he was as a person and also how it may be problematic to continue using Dr. Seuss as our main point of um, advertisement for this Read Across America day. 
Okay, so let's talk about Dr. Seuss. His real name was Theodore Seuss Geisel, um, and Dr. Seuss was his pseudonym that he used um, when he wrote children's books. Um, he actually got his start as a political cartoonist. He actually drew over 400 editorial cartoons um, that reflected the political climate of the time. Whether these cartoons also reflected his own personal beliefs, we really can't say. Um, but racist undertones were found later in many of his children's books and as well as underlying um, messages for children and uh, sexist themes. In a 2019 study from the Conscious Kids Library and the University of California, um, San Diego, researchers studied 50 children's books and more than 2,200 characters created over the decades by Dr. Seuss. The study found that of 2,240 human characters, that 45 of those characters of color represented 2% of the total number of human characters. Um, of that fraction, 43 characters have Orientalist depictions and two align with the theme of anti-blackness. Something else to note was that every character of color found in the study was male and that those males of color were only represented in dehumanized roles. In addition, we also have to confront the absence of female characters of color and their lack of presence in the Dr. Seuss stories. Overall, um, we have to address the underlying messages in his books and recognize that a lot of these stories are problematic. I think we just have to recognize that these stories promote the overall ideal of whiteness, and that's not something that I personally want to be promoting in my own classroom and I know that the move is towards more inclusive and diverse stories to more accurately um, provide representation for our students. So um, if that's the move, then Dr. Seuss should not be the end-all be-all. Um, I think something else that's really important to note is that the Dr. Seuss Enterprises um, noted that they would stop publishing six of the books because of racist and insensitive imagery. Um, so if you want to know which of the six books that they stopped publishing, um, I will put that in the description. But I just thought that was interesting. Um, of the 44 books that he had published, six of them they had to stop making just because they were racist and insensitive. Um, so, moving forward, um, I think if Read Across America is really supposed to encourage students to um, love and enjoy reading and become lifelong readers, then we need to include a variety of stories for them to read, right? We need to have more available for them. We need to expose them to uh, more diverse books, and obviously that has been the move, and I feel like since there are a variety of children's books that are available to us teachers now um, that are more inclusive and written by authors that don't necessarily have a racist track record, shouldn't we be utilizing those more, especially during Read Across America? And 
I'm not saying that you can't read Dr. Seuss, but I am saying that maybe that's not the only thing that you read during this week. Maybe that Maybe you do one of the, you know, special activities that you have plans that goes with one of his stories, but then you don't completely focus on that every single day. There are other stories available with similar elements, such as alliteration and rhyming scheme and things like that, that you can read to your students and expose them to that um, are actually just more overall diverse. Um, and I also want to question, like, if students are reading or are read the same books every year, are they really benefiting? I know, like, me personally, yeah, I like to read books more than once, and, you know, that's fine, and that's normal for a lot of people. If you really enjoy a story, you might read it more than once, and you always get something new the second or third time that you read something that maybe you missed the first time around, and that's great but if it's every year from kindergarten to sixth grade let's say and you're exposed to the exact same material and the only author that you leave your elementary experience remembering is Dr. Seuss then we have a problem so are students really going to benefit from only exposing them to this sort of material um I think we also have to take a step back and think about what we are just promoting to students in general. I think for me growing up as a woman and only being exposed to like male authors, I thought I could never be a writer. I could never be an author. I could never write a children's book because the only experience or exposure I've had to that is male authors, right? And then, or... Maybe I've had exposure to female authors, however, it hasn't been as popular, it hasn't been pushed on me, and things of that nature. So making sure that we're exposing our students to a range of authors, a range of stories, including diverse and inclusive narratives in their experience. Because once they move on, the following year, you really don't know what they're going to get. Um, a few more questions that have come up to me is just how can we change this Read Across America week to really encourage more long-term reading habits? Is there something you can do leading up to this week that can be more of a culminating activity that students are doing? How are we um, encouraging them to enjoy reading rather than challenging them to read as much as possible for one week and then possibly like get fatigued from reading so much. So that's kind of where I'm at with Read Across America Week. And then I also think because it's 2022, right? 2022, um, does Dr. Seuss really have to be or remain the poster child for Read Across America Week? Why is it still Cat in the Hat? Is there a way that we can change the picture? And I feel like maybe I'm just being like a Karen when, <laughs> I hate that term, but I'm going to use it now. Um, yeah, but I feel like maybe I'm just kind of being like annoying and like snobby about it, but how can we change the imagery 
that we utilize for Read Across America Week to more accurately reflect, um, number one, our population of students, number two, the variety of stories and narratives that are available to our students, and number three, how can we more accurately promote the general values of the general teaching population today because I think a lot of teachers nowadays we want to promote a diverse inclusive environment and provide those narratives for our students and so how can we more accurately reflect that um, in the imagery that's being used to promote Read Across America Week. Okay, I think my rant is over. <laughs> um, yeah, I just have very strong feelings about Dr. Seuss in general and um, thank you for listening to my rant, and I hope that um, maybe you learned something. Maybe you have um, similar feelings, and if you do, I'd love to hear about it. Um, going forward, I do want to say I am going to leave a list of stories or children's books that are very similar in style um, to Dr. Seuss that are um, from diverse authors or offer a more inclusive narrative. Um, so if you're interested, you can find the list below in the description. Um, it's just something that you can add to your list of books that you are probably going to purchase for your classroom, or maybe you already have these stories, but you've just never thought about utilizing them for this purpose. So um, yeah. Thank you for tuning in this week and make sure that you leave a rating and a review um, and I will talk to you next week. Bye.